At MasterCard, we believe that women-owned small businesses are uniquely inspiring. They're pillars of the community and have a measurable impact on the people within them. It's their secret sauce. We are deeply committed to helping address the daily challenges of all Canadian small businesses by putting our technology, cybersecurity solutions, digital resources, and partnerships to work for you every day. Discover them today at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. MasterCard, start something priceless. At Scotiabank, we know how important thriving businesses are for the strength of our economy. Our team of experienced advisors across the country can provide you with tailored advice, leading products, and valuable resources to help achieve all your financial goals. We're here for every future. Let's get started today. Visit us at scotiabank.com slash smallbusiness. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, where we talk to Canada's most innovative and entrepreneurial leaders and changemakers. I'm your host, Rick Spence, and as a business journalist, editor, and entrepreneur, I've learned what makes Canadian startups special, successful, and scalable. Join me every Tuesday to hear news stories of Canadian entrepreneurs and learn about the moments that mattered most on their journeys. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. Sarah Anderson knows weddings and she loves love. She became a justice of the peace in 2017 and from the very first wedding that she officiated, which was an elopement, she embraced the tiny wedding approach to marriage. So she created East Coast pop-up weddings through which she has conducted weddings all over Nova Scotia in the most beautiful, intimate and sometimes secret spots. After several years of tiny weddings, Sarah's creative soul was stirred to create fun, memorable weddings for all. And so the Wolfville Wedding Chapel was born to support all kinds of weddings, including all-inclusive elopement packages and intimate I-do's. And you know what they say, what happens in Wolfville is happily ever after. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Rick. Happy to be here. Delighted to have you here. Our traditional first question is just to... To, to help out all the entrepreneurs who are deciding, do I want to spend half an hour listening to this podcast or not? What's the, the key message, the key lesson, the key takeaway you hope that entrepreneurs will get from our conversation today? Oh, that's a great question. I think the takeaway for me would be, uh, regardless of where you come from, what you've studied and experienced, if you're passionate about what you're pursuing, um, you, can, you can make a go of it. It will work out. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay. So tell me about Wolfville Wedding Chapel. Who's your, your target market? What kinds of things do you promise them? What kind of facilities do you have? <laughs> sure. So the Wolfville Wedding Chapel is my take on the Vegas Wedding Chapel idea. It is an all-inclusive um, wedding venue for people who kind of want to break from the tradition of, um, you know, big typical marriages that are steeped in what I would consider archaic traditions, and they just want to focus on what the heart of any wedding should be, and that's the ceremony and them getting married. Wow. And do you have a neon sign? 
We do have a neon sign. Yeah. <laughs> <Of course>. Perfect. <laughs> Vegas, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and how are things going? Is Nova Scotia embracing this concept? Yeah, for sure. We've been really busy. We've we opened our doors um, two years ago this month, and we have been seeing lots of happily married couples through our doors ever since. I have never been to a wedding in Vegas. Um, I've never been in one of those wedding chapels, though I took a picture of one from outside. My impression was always that they were tacky for people who hadn't really thought things through. <laughs> but the, that's not the impression I get about Wolfville Wedding Chapel. <laughs> no, uh, we, we try not to be – I mean, I do love – kitsch and color and stuff but i would say our chapel i mean we have our elvis bus because you can't be a chapel without some kind of nod to elvis um but our space is bright it's very modern and bridal with just a touch of kitsch and color and um i feel like stuff that reflects my personality and the take uh, my approach to weddings. I come from an era in which the bride's mother got everything she wanted out of the wedding. T tell me what a micro wedding is like today. Sure. A micro wedding or even kind of the modern take on the elopement. I feel like the definition of the elopement has changed a lot in the last few years, but I would say a micro wedding or an elopement is obviously small in size by nature, but it's also about just doing what the couple wants. Uh, no more kind of giving in to the mothers of the bride or groom or the expectations of certain family members and friends. And, and even those society, uh, those pressures from society, uh, the modern elopement and the micro wedding is about keeping it small, keeping it easy, and having it reflect your personality as a couple and as individuals. And can I ask the pricing question? What does it generally cost to, to, to get married with your services? Sure. So we have three wedding packages here, and our smallest wedding offering is the quick as lightning package. Which <laughs> lightning is, um, <laughs> it's for couples who want to kiss and get out the door, uh, and they can do that in 20 minutes or less. It's a quick ceremony, signing of the paperwork, a few photos, and, uh, and then they're on to their next adventure together, wherever that may be. And how much is the lightning package? Sorry, that's right. Uh, the quickest lightning package is $1,200. All right. And that comes with paperwork? comes <laughs> with paperwork, your officiant, and some um, keepsake photos with our photographer who we have in-house. And we also have a fun little retro photo booth uh, that spits out the strips of uh, photos, which is a great keepsake. So it includes all that. And if I go for one of the more value-added uh, packages, what, what additional bells and whistles do I get? Sure. So our largest package is called the Whole Shebang, and it's where you can invite it. <laughs> I love these names. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, You can invite up to 20 guests. Uh, you have the space for an hour. It includes uh, champagne toast, a larger gallery of images. Uh, and then we've got lots of fun add-ons that kind of make it a party. You can rent flowers through us. We can add a confetti toss. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. All, all kind of the bells and whistles that you really need. <laughs> but no rice. No rice. I think the days of rice are over. I think so. All right. And 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 how are things going? Are they are things meeting expectations for you as as, as far as uh, revenues go in your business? Yeah, it's been really busy. Um, I mean, we opened in twenty twenty one, which was like the 
we were in the midst of the pandemic. Um, so people at that time were essentially being forced to elope because gathering limits were so small. Um, and I thought we would have seen a dip maybe in 2023 in terms of bookings, but we're going to exceed our bookings from previous years. Um, the small weddings are definitely here to stay. Wow. And and I was going to ask you about COVID because you, you opened to sort of right in peak pandemic. So COVID was actually good for your business in a way. Yeah. Yeah, we, we married a lot of couples uh, that first year uh, who just, you know, had been trying to plan a wedding or had their plans thwarted a few times because of uh, gathering restrictions. Um, but since then, we've married couples who just kind of always wanted to go small. One thing we heard a lot of uh, over the years is we've kind of given people permission to go small. Um, you know, we have guest limits and when you book here, you can, we have a lot of couples who kind of do it in secret or don't tell people until after the fact. And, and that's something I love to hear, you know, COVID was great for terrible for, in a lot of ways, but great for a lot of things. And when couples say that, um, you know, they were limited in who they could invite, I feel like that gave permission to couples to actually be more creative and spontaneous and, and do things that maybe reflect them more so than they might have if they had have had that big gathering or that big wedding. Right. And do you think there's been any sort of a longer term effect or, or trend towards smaller weddings or maybe brought on by this idea of minimizing that we all got used to during the pandemic? Yeah, I think so. I think couples these days, they're just, their priorities are different. Um, people are prioritizing travel or maybe an epic honeymoon or, or even splurging on uh, other elements of the celebration, like treating their friends to a weekend away or dinner out. And, and the idea of spending, you know, 50, 60, $70,000 on a wedding and inviting all your friends, parents and, and cousins twice removed, like those days are over. People, people are doing what they want. And that oftentimes means something small and personal. And, um, and in my opinion, so much better. Isn't that interesting? Is the regular, is the traditional uh, wedding industry, are they aware of these trends? Are they starting to shift more your way? Are you seeing any increased competition from the, the, the traditional vendors? Um, well, I think big weddings, I mean, I love a big wedding. They're, they're here to stay. They'll be around forever. Uh, but I certainly see more planners and venues um, offering things that are aligned with kind of micro wedding options and, and, and more options for people who just want to have an intimate group. And do you officiate, you're, you're the wedding planner, but you're also the, the officiant? That's correct. Yeah, I'm a justice of the peace. <laughs> That's crazy. Tell me, tell me about like the coolest wedding that you officiated this year. Give us an idea of the feel, the venue, the 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 atmosphere. One of honestly, we, I've I've performed weddings in some pretty spectacular locations. We did a helicopter wedding up in the Highlands in Cape Breton. We've done, had wow. a couple get married um, on a hot air balloon uh, over the Annapolis Valley at sunset, and those are amazing. But really, the best weddings for me are just when the couples are totally at ease and in the moment, and you know everyone. I think that's why I love weddings so much. You get you get like a bird's eye view. People people are so willing to share their stories with you, and especially as the planner and justice of the peace, you kind of have this like front row seat to all the beautiful moments that come with a wedding. The the nerves and the shaky hands and the tears and the emotion in the voice. And and I think that's like I, I don't think I could pick my favorite wedding. Um, 
honestly, the best ones sometimes are the most simple. That's that's cool too. That's cool too. Um, One of the things I remain impressed by is the number of people, and many of them Americans, who still think of Nova Scotia as a honeymoon destination. Um, You know, I I still see that, and I think it's so cool. People who barely can find it on a map know that that's a a great place to go, Um, even in these age of jet travel and all that stuff. But I'm wondering, so where do Nova Scotians go (laughs) for honeymoons? You know, I think... A lot of Nova Scotians, Maritimers, they like to stay local. Um, I'm guilty of it. And I think a lot of people are, you know, you kind of get in your groove, you stay close to home or you you live and work and and you don't necessarily visit or travel or have a lot of experience with places that are essentially in your own backyard. So we, we marry lots of couples who come from within the Maritimes and then just tack a weekend on in Wolfville. We're, we're like, we're in a great location here in the Annapolis Valley. We're in the heart of wine country, uh, lots of great hikes and things to explore and eat and, and enjoy down here. So um, I think a lot of Maritimers uh, are honeymooning in their own backyard, which is great. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I've, I've, I've got to ask you, um, all kinds of people fall in love these days. Tell us about your commitment to uh, diversity. Sure. So the chapel is... Um, like we like to say, all hearts are welcome here. So regardless of the shape uh, your love takes with you and your partner, it, it is welcome in the chapel. We are a rainbow registered business, which means we strive to um, be inclusive in our practices to members within the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, and I, I'm happy to say, you know, over the last two years, our, our couples have been so diverse, you know, couples on their first, second, third, fourth marriages, couples in their 60s, 70s, 20s, 30s, couples with young and adult children, um, same-sex couples. And that is really important to me. And um, it's just like one of the values uh, that we love to uphold here at the chapel. We're truly the church for all, I would say. Where do you get this gift for copywriting? Um the the, the 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 lightning package all hearts are welcome here does this just pour out of you naturally or do you struggle um, over it both i think I, I mean i'm an english major but i have friends who are copywriters who have certainly helped me um and yeah i don't know i like to have fun with it well, maybe it's the fact that you're an english major maybe we've found maybe. <laughs> the I'm highest best use degree to use. yeah <laughs> Because my experience working with so many businesses over the years and talking to so many entrepreneurs is that most of them aren't very dexterous with words and they don't put a lot of value on a skill that they don't have and can't afford, which is, you know, product descriptions, how you describe your business or the atmosphere or the culture of your business. And yet I find, you know, it just comes tripping off your your tongue. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, one thing I've learned, uh, I mean, I never thought I would end up in the wedding industry. I used to be a French teacher. Um, But one thing I've learned, I mean, certainly through trial and error, is that at the end of the day, people want to be told what they want. Um, So that's that's my job at the end of the day to tell people like you want to get married here or this is the appeal and, and throw out the wedding rule book and, and piss off your stuffy relatives. It doesn't matter. And, and so words sell. And, and I think we've done a good job with our branding and our messaging and it, it, that makes it a no brainer for people. I, I was thinking the same thing, which is that w- w- when you express 
an idea so compellingly. I mean, it's a lighthearted way, but it's also straight to the point and gets at the, at, at, at the heart of it, if I can use that word. Um, I think that makes them more confident about buying from you. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Okay. So uh, message for entrepreneurs everywhere. Um, I'll say this is from me. I won't necessarily include Sarah in this, but uh, find an English major and talk about your business with them. See what magic <laughs> they can come up with, what kind of wording they can come up with that might just elevate the tone of your offerings a little yeah, bit more. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I love the way you've done that. The other thing is that your, your messaging and your brand and, and, and you in person, you're super relaxed. And that's, of course, the opposite of so many weddings where there's so much pressure and tension. And as you, the word you used earlier, expectations, just wondering how you maintain that, that calm demeanor in a space that is naturally associated with stress and drama. Hmm, that's a good question. Um... Well, I feel like couples who are attracted to the tiny wedding or elopement by nature, they, they're just, they're more laid back maybe, or they, they understand that there's something within them that wants it to be about them and, and not necessarily about keeping others happy. So I feel like we attract really laid back couples who, who want to get married and then go to the bar or want, you know, want to get married and then have a big party afterwards and announce it to family and friends in a fun way. Um, I've been really lucky. I've worked with some amazing couples. I mean, no wedding, big or small, is without some drama and, and some expectations and, and keeping people happy. But all in all, um, I find those couples who are looking to elope, um, they're just more laid back. I'll just say it. They're more laid back. <laughs> well, the, the, that, that helps with the stress level then. How do people find out about you when, when, when they contact you? Do, do you know how they found you? Yeah, we keep track of all that. So lots of people find us on social media. Um, a lot of it is word of mouth, um, which is just like quintessential maritime experience, I think. Um, we ma we've married lots of couples who either attended a wedding at the chapel in the past with someone else, or maybe a coworker or a neighbor had gotten married with us and then they, they've sent their friends or family in our direction. So word of mouth is actually huge for us as well as social media and obviously investing in uh, Google ads and, and some online advertising. Right. Can you tell me a little bit about your social media presence? What what type of content do you post and what do you find works? Yeah, so we share a lot of um, just posts of couples who have gotten married here, some of their wedding photos and maybe a little story about why they picked the chapel or why they wanted to elope. And I find that really resonates with people. Um, the East Coast is really small and um, finding that so many people follow us who aren't necessarily even in the market for or aren't looking to get married, but you inevitably know someone or know someone who knows someone who got married here <laughs> and people are nosy and curious and want to see, you know, happy stories. So we have a lot of followers who who just like are waiting to see who gets married next, which I love. Um, we share lots of like behind the scenes and and some fun reels and stuff like that. I, I have a lot of fun with social media and and I feel like I have it maybe easier than a lot of other businesses because what we do here is so happy and fun that it just it's so easy to to share and post about and, and, it, and it resonates with people. And do you write your own posts? 
I do. Yeah. Okay. Not, not another <laughs> built-in advantage of being an English major. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I wear all the hats. <laughs> right, right. Do you have employees or is it just you? No, we have um, some sub- subcontracted employees. We have our in-house photographer, Dawson, who's amazing. And he, uh, so he's at all the weddings and he takes the photos. And we have a host, Gwendolyn, who's here um, greeting people, making them feel comfortable, serving champagne. And then we have another justice of the peace, Megan, who uh, she performs. She's actually done a lot of work this summer. I'm, I'm technically on maternity leave with my third child. Um, so she's she's taking on the bulk of the weddings here. So there's four of us, and um, it's really fun. Yeah, that, that, that's amazing. What is the seasonality of the tiny wedding business? Because I think conventional weddings have always been very springish. Um, fall is the time when you get engaged and then you plan the wedding for the following spring. Um, is your business seasonal or is, does, does the, the impulse to get married, is that a year round phenomenon? Uh, no, I mean, we're pretty seasonal. I would say the wedding season here starts, we, we, we're pretty full on every weekend from the start of May until Halloween. And then there's a bit of a dip. We're busy again at Christmas. And then, I mean, I'm, it's kind of a one man show for me here. Uh, and I, like I said, I have three kids, so um, we tend to, although we run all year, we don't really open up for every weekend, right. uh, winter and early spring. Um, but that being said, I mean, I live right up the road. So if someone wants to get married in January, they can. <laughs> Got it. But the weekends during those six months, May to October, um, they're really busy. We usually have between four and six weddings every Saturday, uh, during those months. Okay. Um, you know, I've known some small businesses that uh, had just interesting settings and ended up getting Netflix shows. <laughs> you contacted them? <laughs> I haven't. That actually sounds like my personal uh, nightmare. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I'm a, I'm, I mean, you say I'm laid back. I am laid back, but I think I, I'd want to control... I'd want to control all that. And I don't think no, you can't control filmmakers. So you can't control filmmakers. And, um, I don't know. I like to respect people's pride. I, I, I just, I don't think I'm going to go there. Although I'd be so flattered if I were approached and maybe I'd reconsider. I don't know. Netflix, if you're listening. All right. Netflix. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think it sounds interesting. And my, my thought of the Vegas wedding chapels is that, and, you know, and I haven't given them that much thought, is that there are very impulse impulse buys that uh, you you meet across the caps table, your your, your, your <laughs> eyes lock, and then you 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 hold hands and run off to the chapel. How impulsive is uh, are are these elopements that we talk about? You you were saying earlier that the definition has kind of changed, but how spontaneous are they? Yeah, I mean. You have to get your marriage license in Nova Scotia uh, before you can get married. So you can only do that Monday to Friday. Um, Oh, bummer. So so that's a bit of a bummer. You can't meet at the bar and then 
stumble into our the chapel at, at 10 o'clock at night or something like that. That being said, we do have some, we have a lot of couples who just happen to be traveling to Wolfville or are planning a trip, say from Ontario or the States. And then they see us pop up and they decide, okay, let's, let's renew our vows or let's get married and then go home and tell the kids. So there is certainly some spontaneity, but I would say on average, people book their wedding like three to six months ahead of time. Okay. So there's, a, there's some tradition <laughs> going on there. Yeah, yeah. there is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and what about dresses? I have to ask that because the dress is probably the biggest thing of all. Is is the dress still a big thing in the weddings where you officiate, or does anyone give a care? Uh, yeah, I would say uh, people still certainly get dressed up. We certainly have brides who come dressed in what I would consider like traditional wedding clothes, the big the big dress and veil and everything. Yeah. But we have lots of couples who. Um, do something maybe more bright or shiny or sparkly or, and certainly casual. We've had people get married in jeans, um, really cool outfits as well. I think, I think we kind of give people the encouragement to maybe do something exciting or different or, or, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be quote unquote bridal or traditional uh, wedding, wedding attire. So uh, I love to see what everybody turns out. <laughs> right. Are you content with running the business as it is now as a sort of semi-annual business um, with one location or do you ever sit there and dream and plot about growing the business? Yeah, I would say I probably do both. Um, that's a struggle I have. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like any business owner gets kind of pressured or questioned from other business owners to, you know, just the pressure's there to just grow, 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 dominate in the industry, take over. Um, and I, I certainly struggle with that. I, I keep trying to remind myself that, you know, I, I try to measure success by my free time, my quality time with my husband and kids and the flexibility that comes with that. But that being said, uh, I, I'm someone who always needs something to look forward to. So I'm always kind of like, keeping my ear to the ground or, or, or fantasizing about doing something different or growing this. But, but for now I'm so happy with where I am and, 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 and our bookings and, and the whole experience has surpassed anything I ever would have expected. And, and, and that's enough too. Well, the, the, the dilemma that you've just summarized, you know, so many people go through it and it'll be interesting to see what you come up with. If we were in Vegas and if, you were asked to bet on where you'd be with the business five years from now. What would you say? Would you take the bet? Uh, yes, I absolutely would take the bet. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're just getting started. No uh, clues or tidbits as to how you might grow it? No, I mean, I'm certainly going to redecorate the space in a few years and change it up. That's something I love to do. And I think people um, will expect that or... I don't know. I, I, I always need to be working on something else. So I'll start with the, I'll start there and I don't know. I'll just think about how, how I want weddings to evolve or how I want my approach to weddings to evolve or, or, and see where that takes me. All right. That, that, that sounds like a true entrepreneur. <laughs> Follow your instincts. For better and, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, they seem to have led you pretty well so far. Sarah, do you have any final words of wisdom or advice that you'd like to share with Canadian entrepreneurs? or aspiring entrepreneurs who may be listening, what's the, the, the biggest, most important thing you've learned from running your business? The biggest thing I've learned from running a business would be just 
be know fully what you're off what you offer and and stick with that uh, oh my gosh but the flip side of that is like you have to be so adaptable um and and I don't know. Oh my gosh, this is a tricky question. It's so hard. It's so hard not to just inject so much of your, it, they're your, ba- your business is your baby. I wrote a column years ago on the paradoxes of, of, of entrepreneurship. And that's one of them is, you know, being really focused and, and, and being the best at what you can do, but also being open to new opportunities, but also not following up every false trail that, that appears in front of you. So, so small business is full of dilemmas. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I, I felt like this was such a gamble opening a chapel, but I, I just felt so strongly about it uh, and it's paid off, but I know that's, that might not be the case for my next idea. And it's certainly not the case for lots of entrepreneurs out there. So there's definitely, um, what's that quote? Uh, luck favors the brave. I love that quote. And I think um, I think that's a good takeaway for everyone. All right, excellent. We've been talking with Sarah Anderson, the owner and operator at Wolfville Wedding Chapel in Wolfville, Nova Scotia. Thank you so much, Sarah, for, for sharing your adventures with us and your vision. And we wish you uh, great luck and great fortune as you... Uh, plan a little bit of downtime and do all that thinking about where you're going next. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. We'll talk again. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Startup Canada podcast. This show is produced by Lauren Hicks and Maddie Stiles, and it's made possible by the support of MasterCard and Scotiabank. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next week, I'm your host, Rick Spence.